Well, I don't know what we did wrong yet. Do you know what, what was wrong? There's like with a tax California? code thing they should give you an IRS code. You have to look it up. It's awful. Scott's back there, like, what's this podcast <laughs> about? <laughs> <laughs> oh what's the classified information? What did our code get wrong? <laughs> so you're on a podcast just, just about like weird classified information in your tax. We call returns? it we call it taxes and tactics. <laughs> taxes. taxes and tactics. <laughs> that is the next podcast we're gonna make for sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions on the go throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I am the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister here also at St. Paul's, also in San Diego. And I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator here at St. Paul's. Jackie, what's happening in Japan this week? It's snow, a lot of snow. <laughs> Is that all? I've been I've been obsessively checking the last frost dates because that's how you plant your vegetables and stuff by. Uh-huh. And um, every time I look it up, I look for a different website so that it'll give me a different answer. Because like waiting till mid-April is not oh, soon enough. It'll come sooner than you think. Because like we're like halfway through March. No, we're not. I'm sorry. No, we're not. I'm trying to be optimistic, and then I lied. Someday the sun's going to come back. Someday. Today's not that day. It's like a sad. Well, we'll we'll keep praying for melted snow for you. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So this week is the week of March 11th, the second Sunday in March. And like every week, the Faith to Go resources are based on the gospel from today, which is John 3. 14 to 21. So Maya is going to read John 3, 14 to 21. We're going to highlight a few things and talk about the potential topics for faith conversations at home this week and then um, wrap everything up. So Maya is going to read John 3, 14 to 21. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who believe in him are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the Holy Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. So, uh, this again is uh, the second week that we're going to talk about the Gospel of John. So John is coming up again in the lectionary cycle, which again is a three-year cycle between Matthew, Mark, and Luke, with John sprinkled in there every once in a while. So we've got a story from John 3, and this has probably one of the most famous verses from Scripture in it, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. One thing about John's Gospel is that it has a lot of uh, light and dark imagery. Mm-hmm. It has kind of a, a lot of um, duality to it. There's a lot of talk about good and evil. There's Gentiles and Jews. There's light and dark. So 
John is playing with these things of these these dualities a lot. So there's a, really a lot to unpack there because it can make it seem really black and white in in something when we talk about Jesus, we talk about God and we talk about the kingdom of heaven and salvation and all these different theological issues. None of them are black and white and none of them are straightforward. So there's always a lot to unpack, especially with John. But there's also a lot there. Um, so we're each going to uh, take some time now to highlight a specific part of the gospel that we hope um, people can talk about and get into throughout the week. And I'm going to start because uh, mine comes from the very first line of uh, the gospel reading today from 314. And just as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. So this is a throwback Thursday for Jesus because he's <laughs> throwing it all the way back to the Hebrew Scriptures. So Jesus is referring to a story from Numbers chapter 21 where uh, the Hebrew people are wandering in the desert and they are complaining and God sends all these venomous snakes. <laughs> Stop complaining. Into the Have wilderness. Some snakes. They're like the dad right? that's like, it could be worse. Have some snakes. So this is, this is what it says. This is from Numbers 21. From, they set out by by way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became impatient on the way. The, the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water. And we detest this miserable food. They're talking about the manna, the bread they have to eat every day. I mean, you got it. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, make a, make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole, and whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. So that's what Jesus is referring to when wow, he says, I've never heard that. Just that's... as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. That's wild. So I love this verse. So first of all, the story is crazy and amazing. And it has so there's we could talk for the whole podcast just about that story from Numbers. But I love this because Jesus is making this unbelievable spiritual insight into how our own transformation mm. works. Is that he's 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 using the analogy of this story to talk about how he is going to be the pathway for salvation, which is what he's going to talk. Which is what John talks about in the verses right after this, and not dying. And what he's saying is he talks about a story where the the serpents. The things that were killing the people became the thing that saved them. So the cause of their death was ultimately also the cause of their salvation. So Jesus is saying that I will be lifted up so that everyone who, just like the serpents in this story from Numbers, was, was lifted up so that whoever believes in me may have eternal life. So it's like 
that we up so Jesus is going to die and we're going to look at death and death is not going to become the source of death anymore but it's going to become the source of new life right like those mm. who like lose their life will live forever and those who try to keep their life will lose it yeah so it's like this amazing insight that the very things that cause us death ultimately become our pathway to new life David, when we were discussing what we were going to do and what our things were going to be, you just said the snake, and you didn't get, you didn't tell us it would <laughs> get all what, deep and cool. That's what the snake is. I know, but I thought it's like, oh, look at that. There's a but snake. It's isn't like, that amazing? Like, I just like what a cool. And then that that sets up. That's the thing is we have to read John three sixteen and seventeen and all the things after that in this little story from today through that lens. Mm. Like Jesus is saying, through me, through my death, through death there is resurrection, that there really isn't death anymore. There's only transformation. Right. You know? And, and looking the, death in the face, like yeah, the snake. Yeah, exactly. The things that are the cause of our deepest pain are now going to be the, the yeah. pathway to our salvation. That's so cool. Wow. So, a profound infi- insight from Jesus. I didn't even I know that. We're never going to let David go first again. <laughs> I know. It's just like, okay, now we have but to follow I that. Like, I think that's I like, have to follow that so, specifically. But it's such a cool way to like read then the rest of what right. Jesus' words are. And not as this like black and white, you believe or you don't. Right. You and go con- to hell or you don't. You're yeah. condemned or you're not. But like there's more to it. Jesus right. has like, there's more to it than that. And, and there's, it's just like no matter what age or stage of life we are in, there are painful things, but this there's this unbelievable promise that actually the most painful things are our path to healing both ourselves and other. in that transformation healing other people. So anyway, that's mine. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> it's so <You> casual. <laughs> like here's Wonderwall. Um moving on. Wow. Alright. Um anyway. So I go a little bit Later, just right after that, when we're talking about reading the rest of the story, yeah. I find, especially, I don't know, not 16, but what comes directly after that, it's like, oh, you know, he gave his only son, light of the world, that's nice, and then it goes into, mm-hmm. you will be condemned, like, you hate the light, and I'm just kind of, um, how one scripture verse can be taken, and it's like a relatively agreeable verse, like, okay, yeah, that kind of unites our Christian dumb is that, you know, you know. He's the son of God. Cool. But then how that can be taken in a bunch of different ways and not just that scripture, but just scripture in general, the Bible, the whole thing in general um, and how, you know, different people see different things. And I think that there's also more to it than just people that confess that like people that Mm. claim Jesus as their Lord and Savior are the ones that are saved and everyone else isn't. Right. But that's not actually what it says. It says, everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. And so it's like looking at the snake. Exactly. <clears throat> Just look at it, man. That's exactly right. It's like, what? Look at the light. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? It means doing the thing that Jesus just said is mm. our job to do. Mm-hmm. And in other parts of the other gospels, it says, follow me. Right. In this one, it's look at the snake. You know, it's like. There's more to it. There's more to the spiritual journey than just saying, yes, this is what I believe. Believing in Jesus is to actually listen to Jesus and what Jesus was saying, and then to actually follow Jesus and do that, the things that he was asking us to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's not so simple. 
Right. Yeah. Like, anyone can go to an altar call. But... Right. But to, like, actually adhere to what he was saying about mm-hmm. everything else, then... Yeah. It's, it's like different. making. Well, I mean, it, yeah. it's like it's like the difference between going to church on Sundays and then the rest of your week. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's this one you know. hour that I go to where I'm a good mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't even talk. Right. But then the other hundred and sixty-seven hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then all that stuff about, um, you know. Like they don't like the light because they want to yeah. hide. But I get that because it's like if you're. Like, you know, in, like, certain programs where, like, the first step is admitting you have a problem. So it's, like, you don't want to step into any exposition that you have an issue or that whatever your death is. So it's, like, uh, mm-hmm. whatever ailments you have, like, mm-hmm. in spiritually, mm-hmm. you don't want to even look at it because you don't want to mm-hmm. know that it's there. Yes, and this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds mm-hmm. were evil. Yeah, I can really I know what that feels right. like to love darkness more than light because you light don't. is painful. Yeah. And you are vulnerable and exposed. Yeah. People can see you for everything you are. Exactly. So it's not that some people love evil and some people love good. That's not true. The darkness is comfortable. Yeah. And we all have light it's and really darkness. It's really hard to go into light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's about an invitation into the light, you know, that actually the light is, yes, painful and it causes death. And that right after death is always resurrection, no matter what. That is just the pattern of the universe. Right. Night, Mm -hmm. day. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's, that is our journey of like walking from a place of having all these parts of ourselves stuffed into darkness to bring everything out into the light. Well, because I think about how God knows everything. Like I can't hide anything from God. I can't hide Mm -hmm. my darkness from God. He sees it anyway, but it's a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. To walk into the light. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, he's gonna, like, he doesn't need the light to see. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, he's not blind. Like, he can see me in my darkness as well. He doesn't need that light. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who needs that light. Right. And the recognition that all those parts of ourselves, no matter what, they were all created by God. Right. All known by God. And so everything is a deed done by God. You're not hiding in the dark. I mean, he already knows you're there. Yeah. That's right. Huh. And that's kind of like how God was with Jesus, or the angels were with Jesus in the 40 days in the desert. Mm hmm. So it's like even in this really hard and horrible time, it's there. Right. And, yeah. God's there all the time. Jackie, what was yours? Um, mine relates to John 17. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Mm-hmm. Um, and And while thinking about that, I looked up... I was looking up the differences between the definitions for sympathy, empathy, and compassion. Mm-hmm. And I found a great article from Psychology Today that talked about it, but it, it also adds pity onto the list. So mm-hmm. so pity is the lowest form of engagement, um, and pity will be defined as I acknowledge your suffering. Mm-hmm. And then as you're moving up the engagement spectrum, you have sympathy, I care about your suffering, Empathy, I feel your suffering. And then ultimately compassion, I want to relieve your suffering. Mm. And I and I think that that's really important because we, we don't have a God that pities us or is, or is sympathetic or is empathetic. We have a God that is fully compassionate mm-hmm. for our 
wrongdoing and our suffering that we've caused on ourselves mm-hmm. and yet still feels that and and still chooses to send his son into the world to save us. Mm-hmm. Even if, yeah, because some people will be like, oh, well, tough luck. Like you did that yourself, told you so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's that. like the ultimate compassionate thing that God could have done. I mean, after he sends the venomous snakes on the Israelites, I think he kind of owes it to us. No, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah, even that well, word, and, isn't that word, com- the two parts of the word compassion, passion being like the Latin for suffering and calm mm-hmm. being like, like with, with, like well, suffering yeah. together. Is with, yeah, and yeah. so calm would be with, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so oh. as the article continued to talk about compassion, um, as one of the main motivators of altruism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that fits with Jesus being the most altruistic figure that we can imagine. Yeah. And, and so how does that, how does it change? I, I do think it changes the reading to know that we have a compassionate God mm-hmm. versus a God that. My way or the highway. It, yeah. And, and it's not, and, and, you know, sympathy is great. Caring for someone is great. And feeling empathy for people that you know and, and feeling their pain mm-hmm. is very important in our friendships with other people. Mm-hmm. But it's important to acknowledge that Jesus did even more than that. Mm-hmm. Jesus wanted to relieve our suffering and to be present with us and to be one of us and walk amongst us and and live and die for us. So much because he cared about our suffering. Like an expression, like an incarnation of God's compassion. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that's the witness of the incarnation that God, that it's not, that God isn't detached from our lives and from the reality of the world. That God Mm -hmm. is in the world and part of it and suffering with us in all that we do. Right. And he's not there to condemn us. Like he's not there to be like, you know what I said of Mm -hmm. like tough luck, you did this yourself. He's Mm -hmm. not there to scold us. Yeah. And that's, and that word that the world might be saved through him, that that word saved doesn't have to be like a rescue mission. It, it can also be translated as healed or like, mm. you know, like there is some like safety. There is some, there is something more than just we all messed up. And so God has to come save us. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, there is like, there is healing through compassion. There is healing through suff- God suffering with us. And the knowledge that we, that like Jesus is calling us into like this holy healing suffering that he modeled and that, that through that we are saved or healed or, you know, salvation. Yeah. Salvation. So our three things to, that we kind of pull out, pulled out of this gospel. The first one is that this like kind of the, the spiritual truth that Jesus is revealing to us through this first verse of this gospel, which is that the sources of our pain are actually also at the same time, the sources of our, the pathways for our growth and healing and salvation, which is like paradoxical, but true and amazing. Um, also that, um, and then the second one is that on that path of healing, it's really so much about, shedding light on all these different parts of ourselves and the ways that we've put ourselves in the dark 
or as especially developmentally that's, that's kind of how say. we do that's how we grow up in a culture is to the culture dictates to us what parts of ourselves are acceptable and which ones aren't right and that's how we kind especially of get when fractured yeah right like the me with my friends and then me at church and yeah. then yeah all that and then we have kind of this lifelong journey of reintegrating ourselves Right. Way. Mm. I was going to say that the next thing was like, this is a very socially and developmentally appropriate verse. Yeah. And then the third part, which was Jackie's, was the, the recognition that we are in relationship with a compassionate God who is not mm-hmm. far off, but is when we feel God feels with us and there and is like and hurts and is joyful and is so ingrained in creation that we there is no separation between us and God. Never. Um, yeah. So those are the things we hope you keep in mind this week as you um, have your discussions and think about this gospel verse and have discussions with your friends and your family. And so keeping those things in mind, uh, Maya is going to read through the story one more time. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the, of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light, and do not come into the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that they may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. So... Uh, we hope you have great conversations this week. Uh, I hope you're looking forward to having those conversations and to using the resources. Uh, you can find all of the Faith to Go resources at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. You can follow us on Instagram where we post uh, different discussion questions every week uh, at faith to go. And please take some time to rate and review this podcast and to let uh, other people know about it. Um, thank you to Maya and to Jackie. Wow, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. And thank you, everybody, (laughs) for (laughs) listening. And we'll be back in your feed next week. Bye. 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 Bye.